What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is an Unspoiled Network podcast. This is Unspoiled covering Westworld. Episode one of season one. First episode ever. Titled The Original. In which this whole place is fucked up. (laughs) This whole idea is fucked up. (laughs) I don't like any of it. I don't care for these flies walking on people's eyeballs. (laughs) That's upsetting, right? (laughs) I am not a fan of the symbolism. Very, this was upsetting. All around. (laughs) Welcome to Unspoiled. shows i get really excited about you're always like this is upsetting the wire the wire was upsetting (laughs) the leftovers upsetting (laughs) now three for three (laughs) i know when i'm gonna start something with you that you have said you love i'm already in my head going all right well this is gonna be fucking brutal (laughs) like i go into it knowing that hi everyone i'm natasha I'm Rashawn, lover of brutal things. She does. She loves brutal things. And I'm not saying you're wrong, because The Wire was great, and The Leftovers were great. But I say The Leftovers were great. Like, they were just a pile of leftovers. (laughs) Um, But, you know, it's frequently... This is the problem that I have with consuming media um, on my free time, is I don't want to feel things beyond what I'm feeling already existing in the world. And so watching shows that make me feel things and get upset or, or, or really like invested in any way, to be honest, it's so, it's something that I have to prep for mentally. Right. I and, understand uh, that. That's part of, we had a discussion on an episode of a different show that we did. I think it was The Wire actually, or maybe it was Harry Potter, but we were talking about music and you've always been really into the music scene. Mm-hmm. And you said that it was because it helped you, like, deal with and bring to the surface emotions that you had trouble right. coping with without music. And yes. for me, my emotions 
are always so close to the surface anyway that I resent music for how it can manipulate me. It makes me angry. (laughs) And that's how I can, that's why when I have like the free time to go watch a movie and Owen's like, do you want to see the shape of water or Jumanji? And I'm like, Jumanji, please. (laughs) I would like the thing that doesn't require me to think or feel. That'd be great. Yeah. And that's not always the best choice, but it's the choice I frequently make. I am, as we've discussed plenty, the opposite. Um, I am so repressed that I need things to help unravel and right. and kind of break up the concrete that is my soul. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, like, like in media for me needs to be kind of like a jackhammer. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a th- talking on Facebook and or was it, or was it a real life conversation? I can't even tell the difference anymore, guys. That's our new reality. But Welcome to Westworld, baby. I, <laughs> I said, I think I was talking to Owen actually the other night before we recorded and I mentioned that I was feeling really crappy and I was going to go watch BoJack and he was like, oh, I don't know if you feel terrible, that's probably not a good idea. Mm-hmm. But I, and I said, oh, I like to lean into it. Right. Which is really kind of how I get down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. And I do know this about you. Yeah. But it's not so much that I like <laughs> things that are quote unquote depressing. I just like things that are really emotional and that like are going to go right for your heart and your gut right. and, and force you to feel something. And like. We've talked before about how there are shows that feel almost like they're pushing too hard for that. Like you've mentioned that this is us. That this is us, yeah. Can be almost manipulative feeling. Mm-hmm. You're not into that. So yeah, it has to be something that feels like it's actually talking to you yeah. in this way. Yeah. Which I definitely get. Yeah. It has to have um, something that feels real. Mm-hmm. Whether the genre itself is fantasy or not. Or right. fantastical or not. It has to feel like the stakes somehow are feel real, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that was one of the things that The Leftovers did so brilliantly is even though the story they were telling was really out there, the emotional stakes um, that the char- of the characters were, I thought, very relatable and mm-hmm. felt very real and were easy to identify with. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. So, so yeah, so I'm super stoked for this ride that we're about to embark on. So, yay. Yay. So, do you want to let me ask you broad strokes? Mm-hmm. What did you think of the episode? Um, I was really impressed. <laughs> I was really impressed with, I knew going into it generally <laughs> what it was about. Mm-hmm. That there is a you know, an artificial world that people basically vacation in that is filled with AI that is not aware that that is what they are. Right. Um, other than that, I didn't really have, I, I don't know anything about the actual plot except guessing that since it is about AI, chances are we're going to have an awakening (laughs) because of course you can't like, what's the point otherwise? Right. Um, and that is, you know, I have said it many times. You can be as cliche as you want to be, but if you do it well, I don't care. Mm-hmm. 
And this is an excellent example of that. Like, yes, we're doing the, am I a robot? Wait, what's going on? And it still feels brand fucking new because they did it so well. And everybody's acting was so ridiculous. Didn't I say? Oh my God. I don't understand humanity sometimes that we can just bust out with things like this. And it just, where did this come from? People acting like robots very convincingly. (laughs) This dude who's having a meltdown at the end is like Mm -hmm. three different people in the space of 45 Mm -hmm. seconds. It's unnerving. Yeah. And I'm doing like picking up again on orphan black with Maggie and, uh, the same actress plays five, six mm. different characters on that show. And I'll she's phenomenal. Into th- she's unbelievable. It's ridiculous, guys. Yeah. If you don't watch that show, just for her, it's so worth it. But I thought that the way they um, managed to get right into the story and set everything so that we know precisely what yep. is happening so yeah. quickly was... This is the kind of thing that makes me want to quit writing (laughs) where I'm just like, how did you do it? They they just, they pop us right down. They don't waste any time. They tell us basically the rules of this world. They just, they just lay it out there. Yep. You know, And, and they give you this first episode feels like it gives you what you need to understand how this world works. Right. All right. Yep. So that's where I'm at with that. <laughs> so it opens with a naked lady in a weird room with a fly that ends up on her eyeball. And I will also say, not a huge fan of that. Don't care for it. <laughs> no. And she is being sort of questioned by someone we don't see, we can only hear. Right. And the questions are, you know... What do you remember? What? How do you feel about your life? You know, and it's like she's in therapy a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. Like she just had some horrible trauma that her mind and body has blocked yeah. out, and somebody's trying to yeah. coax it out of her. But they're trying to do the opposite, really. Yeah, it feels like a like a therapeutic check in. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how you been? What's new with you? <laughs> <laughs> Um, And it's pretty apparent immediately that she is not human. Right. You know, just by the way she's sitting, uh, the look and the fly on her eyeball that that, like, if you didn't get it by the time (laughs) that fly lands there, you know, like they're like, just in case for those of you who aren't as astute as we thought you were, (laughs) we're just going to have this fly crawl across her. Um, and that was something that I saw in like a preview or something mm-hmm. montage maybe. Um, and I didn't realize how frequently that comes up because that yeah. shit happens over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. It starts to be almost kind of like a little bit of a tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the woman whose name is Dolores, we see her mm-hmm. waking up, you know, in a nice house and it's a beautiful day. And she's going out into the world. Yeah, that's the one thing that so far we haven't been informed about is if they are able to control something like weather, which I imagine they can because Mm -hmm. a fuck up with weather would just ruin everything. Sure. So, and the way that they look down on the town from this, like, there's almost like a dome over the whole thing. It Mm -hmm. makes you feel like it's in its own ecosystem. 
Um, but yeah, it did occur to me every time she wakes up, it's just gorgeous outside and it better yeah. be because that's yeah. in the script. So. Yeah. And also this is a vacation spot. Right. And yeah, we find true. out that people are spending a lot of money to come here. So they're not coming to vacation in fucking rain. Mm-hmm. So it's probably gorgeous every day. Imagine if Harry Potter World gets to be this interactive one day. Oh my god! <laughs> like they've already got the wand. I'm about to go off on a tangent that's going to ruin this episode for anybody who doesn't like Harry Potter. I'm not All doing right. it. We'll we'll revisit that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, the next is the train pulling into town. Mm-hmm. I want to say too the music. I love the music in this series. Yeah. Um. And it's done, I'm not going to try to say his name, it's, uh, well, I will try to say, but it'll be terrible. It's like Raman Dwadi or something. But oh, he, he does, the music. He does yeah. the music for Game of Thrones. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't realize yeah. it was him still. Okay. Yeah, so the music throughout the series is, or this first season, is just gorgeous, and I love it so much. Um, and, uh... There, the train's pulling into town, and you hear like there's like people talking. And did you, um, were you able to pick up on any of the conversation? Uh, a little bit. I have to be honest though, like, I thought he was a vacationer the first time, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure if that's intentional, if they are meant to, like, right. if they're trying to throw you off and go, ha, you can't tell the difference either, can you? Yeah, or if I just missed a cue, but like. You know, he's coming in alone and you hear people around him talking about it. I think it's supposed to be not so much a gotcha because they don't play it very long. Right. But it is, I think, supposed to be like as a viewer, you're just sort of settling in. And um, Dolores' voiceover is still kind of going and she's talking about like newcomers and stuff. Right. So it's natural to be like, oh, here's a guy just coming in, you know, for vacation. and you're saying they don't keep it up that long, but I thought that until he tries to shoot the guy. Oh, did you? Yeah, because there's no indication to me that there's anything about, like, when she says you came back, I'm figuring he's like a returning guest. Gotcha. Okay. You know? And uh, he could definitely have actual feelings for a robot. Like, True. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, that seems like something that would human. happen, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that went on for me for for a minute before I realized my mistake. <laughs> um, that's really interesting. Okay. So, they have their, um, you know, their, like, reunion. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's very happy to see him. And um, I'm trying to think what happens next. I There's think. that little moment in the uh, saloon yeah, that right where bef- the madam is like, because he's like, I'd rather earn a woman's affection than, rather than pay for it. And she's like, oh, you pay for it either way. Yeah. At least our rates are posted right on the door. <laughs> and I love that line. <laughs> uh, she's um, not wrong. No, she really isn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's... Um, Maeve. I don't think they, I don't know if they say her name in this episode or not. I don't it's, think um, so. Tandy Newton. Yeah. Who I love. I love she's her She's amazing. Lot. Yeah, she's really, she's It's really great. unfortunate that the first thing I ever saw her in was Crash because she deserves better than that. But what are you going to do? My God, that movie. Like for mm. a split second, I thought that was an amazing movie. I know. They and, fooled us all. And then I like went back and I was like, oh God, this is terrible. Yep. <laughs> 
Yup. But I did. I was like, oh, this is so progressive. This is, wow. Look at them talking about race in a real way. No. No. No, they didn't. <laughs> it was terrible. It's just amazing how different our standards become mm-hmm. as you start to like see things a little bit more clearly. But like, you and I are not the only ones. I mean, it won Best Picture. Oh my and we God, all you're were, right. Like, patting I forgot ourselves about that. on the fucking back for it. I forgot yeah. all about that. I remember they went with like the whole cast was on Oprah, and it was like a big deal. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that movie was such trash. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> God, I can't be trusted. I'm, t- I'm telling people Westworld's a great show, but what if five years from now I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> what, that's just, we have to accept that anything we love one day we'll realize was garbage. Uh, Any person that we love, one day we will realize that they are trash. Like, <laughs> I just am trying to just come to terms with it, so it'll, it'll hurt a little less at the time. But, you know, it never really works. You're always shocked when it happens. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Yeah. That's the saddest story ever told. Right. Um, uh, so, yeah, so for the this first part, it's like Teddy and Dolores, and they're, you know, clearly in love and meant to be, but can't get it right. You mm-hmm. know, they can't, she can't leave to go be with him, and this is her life here, and then they go home. And it's a bit of an ugly scene. Yeah. Um, I did not. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Again, with like, you're not sure what's really happening and what's not. Because this is the scene, right, where she, where the, uh, the father's bit. already out in the yard on the ground and the yep. guy's standing over him yep. with the milk. Yep, yep. The bandits. Milk being this recurring theme in this show is, I feel like gonna mean something more but uh there is something kind of hilarious yeah (laughs) like i don't know um but yeah the bandit is part of this whole world but i thought that he was a real person a guest Mm -hmm. who was just fucking with the dad for the fun of it. Right, right. And when he says, like, don't you have anything besides milk? I thought he meant his daughter. Oh, okay. You know? Um, so, especially because the other guy is like, oh, well, we didn't get to take a turn with the, with the mother mm-hmm. who's inside. Yeah. And he's like, well, <laughs> she's still warm enough. Nobody's going to judge you for it. I thought was the robot. Like is still warm, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like, so this this whole scene, I'm going wait 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 <laughs> right up until like he gets shot by the other dude who I think is a person coming in getting mad because he cares about this robot girl, and instead he is also a robot, and this whole scene is real for everybody involved. There isn't a single person that this isn't actually happening for except for the dude who shows up in a minute um the man in black with the black hat and all that so you ed harris yep so you think everybody is a robot except for ed harris in this scene yes okay so yeah you're right so he shows up after the bandits are are down 
and he does the speech and he says, mm-hmm. you don't, you still don't remember me. Right. And, yeah. uh, yeah. What do you think? I mean, he I says mean, he's been coming here for 30 years. Yeah. I don't like, I feel like because he's goes and there's this whole other thing later and we'll get into this, mm. but. I feel like Ed Harris is like a disgruntled ex-employee or something. Oh, my God. (laughs) Like, just, I don't know. There's something extra about him. He's not just some rich guy. I don't feel like he's like a rogue robot or something. I mean, he might be, but I don't get that. Okay. And if he is, he'd have to change programming, right? Because he can't be shot. That's part of the thing. Exactly. You can't hurt them. They can do whatever they want to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just, I feel like either he's like some disgruntled ex-employee or a spy somehow for, oh. or, you know, like some faction that's trying to get this technology for themselves somehow. Okay. Um, because like, there's a whole discussion between the woman who's running things. Teresa. Name, Teresa. And this little toady guy who's like, oh, I totally support you in the uh, right, you know, right. eventual takeover. She has a going great to... line in that scene, too. Oh she's gosh, like, she's you're good. smart enough to know that there's something going on, but not smart enough to know what it is. And that makes your support mean dick to me. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> um, yeah, so he basically grabs this girl by the hair, starts to drag her away. Her boyfriend tries to shoot him, and that's when I realized, oh, that guy's a robot. Oh, no. And And he just is about to just, like, drag her away and leave the guy because she kind of asked him to not. And it seems like he sort of is like, well, I don't really need to, so I guess. But as soon as the dude keeps trying to shoot him, he just seems irritated. I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. And she says something to him, like, don't, I'll do whatever you you want and he's like why i didn't come here to get it easy i want you to fight yeah and that i think is the really crux of the whole like people talk about attractive celebrities and athletes and stuff why would he rape anybody he could get anybody he wants Mm -hmm. because he likes rape right it's not because he wants to fuck it's that he likes rape specifically Mm -hmm. and that is a definite thing that is very much out there guys even though it may not make any sense to your brain, it certainly does to many others, and that's why it happens. Yeah. And that's a question that's been coming up with these uh, sex dolls that right. are more and more realistic recently. That right. it's just like, is this helping or hurting? What is this actually serving? Um, which, yeah. the short answer, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, and I frankly don't <clears throat> want to think about it. So, yeah. That's where I well, stand. Yeah, I'd rather not. <laughs> nope. Um, so he drags her in the barn. We don't see what happens there. He drags mm-hmm. her in the barn, and then I it appreciate cuts. that they don't make us watch that. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like if I had to guess what was going on in there, rape would definitely be on the table. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, between, between what he says and the way he's hit her and dragged her, you know, what else could he possibly want from her? Right. It seems at this point. And this, and the, all the way up to this point, we're still hearing the voiceover of the conversation from the basement. 
Mm-hmm. And Dolores is saying things like how much she loves it here. And every, you know, every new person is another opportunity to get to know someone. <laughs> you know, oh, it's God. just, it's um, incongruous to what we're watching. <laughs> yes, to say um, the least. And then that's the end of that scene. And it cuts to music playing. And it's Dolores waking up again. And it's a new day. Now that we're talking about it, too, you know, we see him, like, questioning the card dealer later on. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if there, like, isn't something else going on with him when he's dry? Like, I don't doubt that probably, even if he wants information, he will also rape her. Mm Mm-hmm. But... Maybe there's also a, uh, what do you call it? Like part of what he's doing is gathering information from her also because she is the original. Right. We find out at the end of the episode that she's like the oldest, um, host in the the park. Um, and there's a line someone says, I think it's towards the end when they're inspecting her after everything goes down, that there's no telling how many times something has happened to her. Right. You know, so even if he's dragging her in the barn this time to look for information, doesn't mean the last 40 times he didn't drag her in that barn and rape her, you know? Right. So that's a lovely thought. Yeah. (laughs) So it's a a new day that looks remarkably like the old day <laughs> yeah it does but before we get to, we go to i guess the outside world like the command center you know and yeah. we, we like the lab and all that mm-hmm. and we get to meet the people who are in control what'd you think of this whole setup uh okay so forgive me everybody listening if you have heard me go in on this for a second before but I'm going to just mention this because it was just too similar to not talk about. Um, those of you who have not seen the movie or trailer for the film Raw should check that out and be prepared because it is upsetting. And it was one of the best trailers I've ever seen for anything in my entire life. I have no and idea what you're talking about. Raw was a, a horror movie that came out last year. It was like an independent horror movie, and it got basically dazzling reviews from everybody. And I will never see it, because the trailer was so fucking intense that I don't know how I could sit through an entire film. But it was a trailer right before John Wick 2. And Owen and I were at the Alamo Draft House, which, if you've ever been to an Alamo Draft House, y'all know... That it's very, like, it takes a while for everybody to get settled because people are still ordering food and there are waiters going around and things are just kind of like, there's a hubbub until about 10 minutes into the actual movie. And the trailers, people chat a little through a lot of the time. Well, the trailer <laughs> for Raw starts and it ends and you could hear a pin drop in that fucking theater. It was dead silent and we were all stock still. And I finally just blurted out, Jesus Christ. And everybody started laughing because you just needed something. (laughs) And this scene, as they go through the lab, there is a scene in Raw 
that it just it starts off the trailer of a horse on a treadmill because part of the story is that she's at veterinary school and it's a simple thing it's a you, you know they're tracking its gait and how fast it can go and its heart rate and whatever it's not in itself upsetting but something about it is feels wrong and that's what it's like going through this lab where you're seeing it's not like anything in particular uh-huh. is not okay. It's just all not okay. Right, right. Everything. It's just like every, everything you're just kind of like, oh, no, no, move on. Move on, camera. Go to the next <laughs> thing. And then the next thing you're like, no, I don't like this one either. Do a different thing. Go somewhere yeah. else. Like they're, they're all pretty benign on the face, mm-hmm. you know. But you're right. Somehow all together... Um, contrasted with the pe- the people in lab gear, like some of them are in like full, almost like hazmat mm-hmm. white suits and all the cells are glass. It just looks like a giant weird experiment that goes against God. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Which indeed it is. Yeah. So it, it feels it, like. You're, I'm glad that you said that because I don't it, you don't think it's creepy, and it kind of shouldn't be, but it really is. <laughs> I mean, it's 100% creepy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and the first girl that we really see them, like, uh, treating more like she... Because the, the when they're questioning the Dorothy host... Dolores. Dor- Dolores. Um... They're talking to her like you would a person. Mm-hmm. And, and it's and not this... this place. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, that's she, true. She's, I mean, we, I mean, I, she might be in this place, but, you know, this setup doesn't look like where we saw Dolores. Right. Um, But this is the first time <clears throat> that we see them sitting in front of one of these robots mm-hmm. talking about it. To its face. It, yeah. You know, like. And it's not apparently conscious, right? Really, at the moment, yeah. And it's um, the one from the saloon, right? Whose name is I want to say Clementine. Okay. Um, and I like because we just saw you know this guy drag this this female robot off by the hair, allegedly to rape her. And it's a really easy thing to be like, ugh, men. Mm-hmm. And that's not untrue. Right, right. But then you see this woman kiss this robot in this really intimate way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're just like, oh, God, everybody. <laughs> all of you. Why? Like, it's she's very much a part of this whole thing, not just a, on a professional scientific level. Mm-hmm. Which it would be easy to be like, they're about the technology and the science only. No, they're yeah. not. Nobody yeah. could be. Yeah, it's like, given this opportunity, everybody is susceptible to a more base instinct. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so this is um, Bernard, and he is... What, what's a good word? He's um, doing a diagnostic test. <laughs> right, that's fair. On this host. And she has a a really subtle movement where she just kind of runs her fingers kind of across her lips. Mm-hmm. That's 
not part of her original program. Right. And they're noticing it and appreciating it. And Bernard explains that it is a little bit of code that got snuck in with the most Mm -hmm. recent update. And that someone named Ford is who is responsible for putting it there. Right. And this is one of the most elegant things to me is that in terms of storytelling, they have you see this. It seems benign. Mm -hmm. These two scientists in charge of this explain why it is not benign. Mm -hmm. You, you like absorb that and don't, and yet you still don't really understand like the, significance of it right until he's speaking later with uh what's his name's character anthony hopkins yeah okay and and he that's ford ford and he's like the the grand poobah the grand architect of of all of this um and then that knowing how much of a big deal that is Mm -hmm. makes the very, very last, like, two seconds of that episode mean everything. Right, right. So that's what I love about when people just craft something really well. It's like, this scene is 100% natural in the moment, and you have no idea what this really means Mm -hmm. until later. And then you're like, oh, shit. But in the moment, it doesn't feel out of place because it's not out of place. Right. And Yeah, right. Exactly. It feels very organic. Kind of like, this is something they would come across when they're doing mm-hmm. their regular checks, you know? And, oh, yeah. isn't this neat? And also, I like the appreciation that Bernard shows for this movement. You know, he calls it beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess as a coder, you would be really impressed with something like that, you know? Right. to be To look so natural and how it adds a layer of depth to the host. Right. Um... And then we meet Teresa in this really weird room, which is that thing you talked about earlier where it looks like they look down into the park. Yeah. And yeah, this is like from the Hunger Games when they have the. Um, <laughs> I really the need to watch room, that. You know, you really don't. I the don't. Movies okay. Are very bad. Like, if you're gonna do it, read it. And I okay. think reading it is fun. I would like to cover that with you eventually to see what you think. It's not a perfect series at all, but I think it's very interesting and thought-provoking and conversationally would probably be really good. Um, but the imagery here is really similar to the movie, mm. which was something in the books that was right. hard for me to visualize, like, because I just never saw anything like that before. Gotcha. Um, and even here, you know, it's a it's a weird moment when the camera backs out of it and you realize that they're standing over this, like, tiny model Mm -hmm. watching and apparently able to like zoom in on yeah and see like all the guests and what particular hosts are doing and all that kind of stuff um and so we 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 see we had met bernard when he's doing the diagnostic test and he's clearly like the r&d side right and then we meet Teresa, who is clearly more the corporate business side Mm -hmm. and the other guy who is a helmsworth there's like 8 million Helmsworths, I guess, that are actors. Wait. Oh, wait. Do you mean Hemsworth? Is his name Hemsworth or Helmsworth? 
I'm not sure whoever about the plays the talking about. But, but, oh, he's Hemsworth. It's yeah. a Hemsworth. Okay. So this guy's another Hemsworth. I think so. Oh shit. Okay. Um. Let's see. But uh, so he's like the SWAT military police side of the operation. Mm-hmm. So we got our, you know, our AV club, our jocks, and our, what is Teresa? She like debate club? What is she? <laughs> uh, yeah, she she would definitely be like honor, um, <laughs> National Honor Society board or something. <laughs> Key club. Key club was always one of those things that was so mysterious to me. Like oh I was technically God. a member of it, but I had no idea what it was for or what it did or why we had it. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, it oh, looks good on a resume. It's fine. That's it's Key the club. Be- Key club. I and was in beta club. It was you tell people you were in it and nobody would ever have the courage to ask you what it was. That's amazing. So you could just get away with it. <laughs> Be like, yeah, it's really, uh, been doing a lot with them. That I love. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they, they are alerted that there's like an issue, there's a situation in cold storage, which mm-hmm. is also super creepy. Yeah. Right. This, this warehouse that's, that the cooling system is broken. So all this water comes swishing in yeah. to the elevator and it's just where all the old hosts are stored. This is unpleasant. Yeah, this is something... Now, you haven't seen Dollhouse, right? Uh, maybe the first couple episodes. So this Dollhouse, basically, is the show that I wanted to cover that with Miles. And now, after just the first episode of this show, there's no point. Like, oh. This show is doing what Dollhouse wanted to do, but Dollhouse was not on a network that would have let them do it. And it was helmed by Joss fucking Whedon. Yeah. Who yep, would not yep. have really gotten it. And we, it remains to be seen if this show really gets it either. But there is a thing in that show called The Attic where they put broken dolls. Mm. And there it goes on for seasons where they talk about The Attic, but you never see it or go there. And then you finally do go there, and it is, like, so much worse than you thought it would be. Oh. And it's very much, a, like, a realistic thing. But it's, you're just like, oh, my God, I didn't even, my didn't. brain just didn't go here. <laughs> and this is interesting because it's, like, a similar concept um, in some ways, and yet it's so much more mundane. Because yeah. the dollhouse version, it's kind of a mental thing in mm-hmm. a way also. Um, because they're not dealing in robots. They're dealing in replacing a real human being's consciousness with somebody else's. So you have to accommodate actual human bodies. Oh. Whereas in this, obviously, they're machines that you can just shut down and store. And they're going to have tissue and things that you have to deal with, but it's, you know, manageable. Right. Because he does say that because of the cooling system being broken, that there's going to be a terrible smell. Right. So there's some kind of organic material happening, but we don't know the, you know, yeah. specs of it. No, I never finished watching Dollhouse. I don't know what happened. I remember being excited about it. Um, yeah, it's, um, it's, I think it's worth, like I said, worth watching if you haven't seen this, but I doubt once you've seen this, that it's going to yeah. give you too much. Oh, Okay. Plus, I can't with Jaws. I Buffy because yeah, it's grandfathered he's... in, but I'm not yeah. going back to check for any of his stuff. I completely get that. <laughs> so, um, okay, so they get down there, and it turns out what's happening isn't just a faulty thing, or you know, right? It's 
Ford engaging with a like a very old model. Right. And it, the difference between this and what we have met in the park is, you know, hundreds of years. <laughs> it's right. Seems. It's immediately apparent that they are not on the same level right. with whatever we've seen before. Right. This guy looks like the thing at Disney when you go to the, the Hall of Presidents. Yes. <laughs> Which, yeah. uh, do they still have that? Oh, yeah, and they just put Trump in and he looks horrifying. Oh, is that where that picture is from? Yes. I thought that was from that Madame Well, Tussauds actually, no, that's Madame Tussauds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Trump one does look weird. The Madame Tussauds one's the one that looks like my abuela. And, I... he, and he really does. Too, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, if I showed you a picture of her, you'd be like, holy shit. Oh, that's a Um, shame. It is a shame. I'm sorry, Abuela. Don't be mad at me. She's going to bite you from heaven. Oh, my God. Um, Um, But, yeah, it's... This was, like, a weird thing, too, because Anthony Hopkins... How good is he? The camera's on him first, so you think he's the robot for a second, and then you're like, oh, oh, okay, I get what's happening Can we talk about how good he is just in his first episode? He's a fucking powerhouse. My grandmother had the biggest crush on him. Well, she wasn't wrong. He was was a looker, too, back in the day. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was all right. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So he's having a chat with old Bill and old Bill has like three lines. He just keeps saying them over and over. Let's drink yeah. to the woman in the white shoes. Bless him. <laughs> um, and this just seems like a thing that uh, Ford does when he needs to get away from it all. Yep. He needs to think and contemplate and reflect. <laughs> Do you know what I like initially thought was that Ford was not himself. What do you mean? That he is a model of the original creator. Oh. You know what I mean? Right, right. Which, because, like, I would fucking do that. If I was able to create this kind of thing, I would 100% be like, um, get a, make a robot version of me for after I die. Make Except I would pick me, like, looking at the hottest that I ever looked. I would not be picking my 65, 70-year-old That's the self. giveaway. That's how you That's know. That's the one thing where I'm just like, yeah, probably not. <laughs> like, if he but, was 25 years younger and hotter, you'd be like, okay, that's not real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's something real vain about this whole thing. <laughs> no, I, I see that, because... If they have this kind of technology, you know, yep. knowing how humans, you know how we ain't shit. We're terrible. Yeah, we, we are, are terrible. Shit. <laughs> we are indeed not shit. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> um, and so they talk about, you know, the, the new little reverie that he slipped mm-hmm. in. And, uh. And he doesn't try and deny it or anything, Mm-mm. which is the real indicator of, like, how much power he yes, has. Yes, yes. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I did that shit. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> what you gonna do about it? Yep. <laughs> uh, and then, and then Bill puts himself in that, 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 it looks like a cadaver bag. But I guess Oh, my not. God, and yeah. And he just and zips himself in. <laughs> Yeah, Which, would would you be so kind as to put yourself away or something like that? Yeah, that's that. what and he's, he's just and like. And he, he goes and lays down on a bed, and you're like, oh, that's cute. But then he pulls out the bag. 
Oh, all right. That's how right. it is. Oh. Um. <laughs> I just like, this is what I'm talking about with this show just being all around uncomfortable. <laughs> Every, like. It, there's just a second where you're like, well, maybe it's not so. Oh, nope, nope. There it right. is. That's not that, good. Exactly. <laughs> like, you have a minute and then, yeah. Um. So then it's another day at the park. Mm-hmm. And. It's Dolores leaving in the morning. She stops and has a chat with her father. And they have a very sweet conversation about how much he loves her. How he's a good man because of her. Yeah. Um, It's very sweet. It is sweet. Um, And she goes off to start her day. So at this point, it feels like, I think it's fair to say, there is sort of a routine. Right. Um, yeah, <laughs> you come closer to your mic or something. Oh, it feels like sorry. You're, I'm losing the ends of your words. Okay. Gotcha. Um, feels like there's definitely sort of a, a script. Right. Yeah. Right. We see Teddy walking into town again. We see the sheriff who asked Teddy if he wants to go on the manhunt. Mm-hmm. But this time Teddy walks by and two other people go on the hunt. <sighs> This fucking guy. He always plays a goober. He does. He really, I couldn't place him, but I know I've seen him a million times. He was in Justified as like, uh, the, I don't even remember exactly what role he played in that, but he was also in Desperate Housewives oh. as like you're, some goober ex-husband. Yep, yep, you're right. You're right. I remember him from that. You're right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um... And so, so yeah. as soon as he shows up, I'm I'm already just like, oh god, <laughs> this is going to be embarrassing. And it turns out to not even go as badly as I thought but, it might. But like, it's a little bit. But it's just painful. It's a little a bit. bit. <laughs> so we we see the day with minor differences this time. Mm-hmm. So that couple goes on the hunt. Teddy doesn't get to come out and see Dolores because he gets snatched up by some visitors. Mm-hmm. Who remember him from last time. He showed them a great time. And so the man in black shows up when she drops the can. Mm-hmm. And it's really like clear that she knows something's wrong here. Like she doesn't really, but she does. It's almost like. When you have just a vibe off of somebody that you feel like you maybe met before, mm-hmm. and you know you you know you haven't, but you're like, oh, something's off right, here, right? And it's and it's hard. I was just gonna say the way she acts in that scene, where there's definitely a moment where she thinks something, mm-hmm. you know, there's like a slight pause, you know, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's hard as a viewer to say what is exactly behind that. Hmm. Yeah. Right? He's talking to her like he knows her. But we already know she has no idea who he is. Right. So the hmm could just be like, what was that? How do you know my name? Because he know? addresses her by name. Yeah. And he even says, you know, I won't be able to see you tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like they had plans. Right. But it could also be... Like you said, uh, this doesn't feel right. You weren't supposed to be the one that I saw in this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard to say. Yeah. I just like, 
I'm I saw this come up recently in my Facebook memories that when I was working at the bank, this guy came up to cash a check and he was perfectly friendly. Um, there was nothing about his behavior that indicated that he was a threat in any way. And yet I broke out in goosebumps all over my body. The instant that he stepped up to my desk and the first thought that ran through my mind with absolutely no prompting which has only happened two other times in my life, and they were both dead right, was this guy's killed people. And I don't know what made me think that. I don't know. I have no idea who the guy is. I kind of wish that I, like... I was going to say, did he kept track? <laughs> I don't know. I wish I kept track of his name or something and just kind of, like, looked into him. Because once I left the bank, what's there to lose? Yeah. But I... I can genuinely say that I have never been as scared in my life as I was standing across from this guy at a desk in the middle of the day. Oh, wow. I was fucking terrified. And I've never had a reaction to a person like that before. Oh, wow. Or since. And I don't know what it was. And the two times that I had that moment of going, of a thought coming into my mind that felt like somebody else was talking to me, like it wasn't my own thought, was Mm -hmm. when I met my mom's now husband and when i met brendan and i met my mom's now husband and i thought yeah he's the one for her and i met brendan and i was engaged to somebody else when i met brendan so you can imagine how unwelcome (laughs) this thought was but i met him and heard you're gonna marry that guy Hmm. and both like that one i was just like what no oh that's not good right now let's move right along and tried to ignore it but that's the kind of voice that's very clear and you don't forget what you heard right and this guy it was this guy's killed people and i feel like she has that Mm -hmm. somewhere right flickering in her brain right like just and and you do that thing where that doesn't make any sense though right in the moment that's nonsense it's just and it's not helpful yeah what do you do with that (laughs) you know so, of course, you just file that away, push it away. Yep, it's just and a more weird so thing. It's not part of your actual programming. Right. What are you going to do with that? And when we, when Bernard was talking about the reverie, he was explaining that it's almost like a subconscious, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like she's remembering something, which, you know, is not 100%. It's not supposed to be possible. Right. Right. But we see it in Clementine and then at the end of the episode, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, we see that there's other builds that are glitching and coming out. Right. So that makes that moment with Dolores even more like, well, gee, which is it? Is it that, Mm -hmm. is that what's happening with her right now? Um, and then it goes to the, to the hunt and we see another fucking fly eyeball. Tango. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost like thinking, are these flies something? The flies are like, doing it. <laughs> you know, like, are they carrying some sort of like coding or like a single signal or something that's like fucking with these robots? Mm. Because it lands on his face and that's when he starts to short out. Yeah. Um, it's creepy to watch, too. It really is. It almost looks like he's choking mm-hmm. um, it's or like having a stroke. Having a stroke because like his... His mouth goes all slack-jawed. Yep. 
and like one side of his face twitches, mm-hmm. which I've been having happen, and that's no fun. That's no fun. I get that sometimes. Ugh. I actually am considering getting a Botox injection on that side of my face because oh, no. it won't stop. Yeah, mm. I don't want to be spending money on I know, Botox. That's right. Thank you, but. <laughs> I also don't like when I can see people wincing as they talk to me because my face is twitching at them and they're getting uncomfortable. Mm. That's not awesome either. So, you know, you might want to you might want to look into that yeah. before you look into Botox. <laughs> Wait, m- look into which? Like why your face is twitching? <laughs> well, I did. I did you not see that? I posted this on Facebook a little while ago. I went to the doctor and you know what he told me? Uh, just be less stressed and uh, drink some Gatorade. Oh, that's right. Well, had $125 fucking dollars had, to get told that. Have you tried that, though? Have you tried being less stressed? And and drinking more Gatorade? I'm gonna fucking kill you. <laughs> I'm gonna murder you to death. I mean, you're being all snotty about his advice, but did you try it? Oh, my God. I was so snotty to him in person, too. Like, he told me that, and I was like, oh, great. I might as well have gone and gotten a Woman's Day magazine. Oh, you did not. I did. I was pissed. <laughs> and he, like, clearly was not pleased. But I was like, whatever, I'm out. He was like, yeah, bitch, maybe you should have. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my $125. I don't care about right? that. I'm getting the money. <laughs> Who's the smart one here? <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty much. Pretty much. I should have just walked the fuck out. What are they going to do? Oh, shit. <laughs> But yeah, so, so Botox is probably he and he was the one who was like, you could get a Botox injection, but that's kind of a drastic thing to do. And at this point, I'm like, that's not that drastic. That's fine. Oh, uh, that. no. Don't. I've been using a mouth guard, too, because people said TMJ can do it. And that hasn't helped. So, <sighs> yeah, you know, anyway, sorry, guys, sidetrack <laughs> on my personal medical life. This I look like a malfunctioning robot sometimes. <laughs> what are you going to do? Maybe your other builds are coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All of I a really sudden, we're going to get like Natasha circa 1996. Oh, my God. It's going to be Can all Ja imagine? Rule all the time. Yes. Owen would totally break up with me. <laughs> He started to play some video today, and it played, like, a scrap, and I mean, like, a scrap of Belle Biv DeVoe, and I, like, looked up and was like, what's that? And he pressed stop and was like, I'm not, no, don't you play a song for me right now. And he, like, stopped the video that he was that, watching because he thought it would trigger me into, like, making him watch old 90s oh hip-hop. Oh, my, I, I don't like, know why he doesn't love that about you. I know. <laughs> that, I'm to doing me, seems him like a, a selling favorite. point. <laughs> It's not a glitch. It's a feature. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they basically are just like, all right, well, we're just going to leave this guy yeah. here and go back. Yeah, I didn't pay good money for this bullshit. Yep. And Which his is- wife is so funny because she just doesn't really want to be doing this. Like, she came for him. Yeah, clearly. clearly. But she's, like, swatting the flies yeah. away from her face. And, like, at one point... He has to be like, my wife doesn't want to be out too late, so uh, can we yeah. get back? Which is such a funny thing to be like, we're, we're, we've come with you to track down the criminals, right. but we like need to be home by six. Right, right. It, it is exactly what like a married suburban well-off family would do. It's exactly <laughs> what they would say. <laughs> um. um. <laughs> so now and, shit is starting to build, and like people are getting tense. Teresa is displeased. 
And when they go to like the the inspection of this robot, he's had his head cut open and there's like blood all over him. Mm-hmm. Which is really jarring because you don't think of them as having blood in that sense. Right, right. And, you know, I had been figuring until we see that dude drink milk that pours out of his hole in his body. Mm-hmm. I had been thinking they just had like packs on them, like the exploding like blood packs that you get. Right, right. You know when, what I yeah. mean? Um, but apparently there are actual holes that form that they uh, get repaired every night. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They get brought in at night and get patched up and um, sent back out. We don't see this bot get injured, though. No, but we he, don't. But he Which shows I had assumed up. that he got shot somehow. Yeah. And then that was, like, just a side effect of it, like in uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> Barbosa's chugging rum that just dribbles down his spine and ribcage. Um, I haven't seen that either, but that sounds really funny. It's pretty funny. The first one's great. The others are just garbage, but they're still fun. They're just fun garbage. Um, But yeah, so this one's like been kind of cut open right there in this like office area, which just feels so weird, Mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, she's suggesting that this is because of an update that they did. Right. And that all of the hosts that have been updated need to be taken out right. of, the, of the story. And the guy who writes the scripts is flipping yeah, the fuck that out. Yeah, that more. I don't know his first name. And that is such a Because he's got him. this elaborate, you know, narrative going. That is such a good name for him. Sizemore. Sizemore. <laughs> of course, that's his name. Jesus. <laughs> Okay. Um, but yeah, they, so they suggest that they, you know, basically wait and see what happens. Like they're going to do a little bit of like a diagnostic thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. But other than that, he's like, there's probably not going to be an issue. He didn't hurt anybody. Right, right. He still did what he's supposed to do, which is not injure a guest. Right. So it's nothing to panic about. And um, is that where I can't remember where the talk of a critical failure is that when is that when that happens? Yes, yes, it is. Um, actually, I think that might have happened earlier, but I it was definitely at least here or earlier. Okay. And he's like, that hasn't happened for over 30 years. And she's like, which means we are yeah. overdue. Which I feel and like. he really, like, get clams up when she says that. Like, he's like, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you can't. It's hard <laughs> to argue with that. It sounds it sounds right. Yep. <laughs> so that's telling us, you know, something mm-hmm. terrible happened. I guess a good, a good guess for a critical failure in your, your mind would be what? War. <laughs> Everything was going so well. And then just war. Just, just war happened. happened. War happened out of nowhere. It was like almost as if there was some kind of critical failure <laughs> somewhere. There's no other way to put it. Um, I didn't feel like that or was a question I that, had to ask, but I had to ask. Or, or there was uh, somebody who was a robot critic and he was just really bad at it one time. Oh, my God. <laughs> you are done, ma'am. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, 
Yeah. So I figured that that's probably, you know, not a great. <laughs> just thinking of just like uh, Joel Siegel. Robots. <laughs> Roger and Ebert came, but they didn't do well. <laughs> they were not well received. It was a critical failure. God. <laughs> We can never do this again. These ones were great. Well, very well received. Got some awards at Cannes. Cannes Robot Festival. Get it? Cannes. Oh my God, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Sam Sirens almost made me miss that joke. (laughs) Oh, shit. (sighs) Oh my God. (laughs) So. Right. So Moving on. we leave the lab and we catch up with Teddy and uh, his friends. And they are chilling. They got some whores. They got some beer. They want to get into some dirt. Yeah, this dude is fine Listen, as hell. This motherfucker with no shirt on, the black guy. What? He gets up and I thought he was a robot because he was just so perfect. And then he talks and I'm like, oh, he's just, oh, my God. He does that thing, too. I don't know if, like, where where you lick your lips and, like, you, you know, Uh, you know the thing. mm -hmm. You know the thing. That thing, that's one of those things that can either be all right or it can be, like, LL Cool J when he does it. And I'm just like, stop it. Well, he does a thing where he doesn't just lick his lips. Like, he pulls his lips in, kind of. Like, he's saying, Mm -hmm. "Mm." Mm mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, yeah, girl. (laughs) You know that face. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, there was not enough of him in this episode. I'll just say that. <laughs> and, um, then there's... And apparently, oh, like, uh, what's-his-face led them there and then just powers down? Or maybe they just tell him to go to sleep? Is that how it goes? Yeah, they just, they have him sitting out. Because, I mean, they're banging whores. <laughs> I wasn't sure if the guests know how to power down the robots or not. You know what I mean? I think they, he he's like... You know what? That's a good question. I think they just can say, you know, go sit down or something. Maybe. Or maybe they give them some kind of emergency code or, like, it's part of their orientation or, you know. Because we we only see people getting off the train. We don't know what the deal is, you know. Right. When they're they're heading to to the park. And it's really kind of a weird thing that they're like, oh, he showed us such a great time last time when, like, you are... In a place where they will do whatever you want. You don't mm-hmm. need him to guide you. But, okay. Um, I yeah, I mean, it would seem like you would just go there and just, you know. Do whatever. Do whatever you fucking feel like doing. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, it cuts to Dolores out painting. And there's a really cute moment. There's a family. And a little boy comes oh, up right. to her and says, oh, you're one of them, aren't you? You're not real. Yeah. Of course, she, and she gives him the blank stare. She kind of flickers. She gets, like, anxious. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, I got to go because the sun's going down. Yeah. Um, But to your point about how they are, if the guests are given any kind of instructions, like, can the guests power them down or not? Yeah. I mean, it's a kid, so I don't know if a kid would get instructions. I'm not sure what these parents are thinking bringing their child into this damn place. Well, that's a really good, interesting thought, because this seems like a lot of debauchery. (laughs) You know? We have a shootout that basically the entire town is killed. Mm -hmm. And they're... 
walking around here with their child. Right. Like, I, mean, I know we know already from the beginning of the episode when the guys are coming in on the train that you, like, one guy says, um, the very first scene, two guys are talking, and they're talking mm-hmm. about a previous visit. Right. And the guy is explaining how one time he came, he did the family thing, but now he's oh, coming by himself, God. and he's going to try to get into a little bit of trouble. Right. So, I guess you can pick your own adventure. Yeah, that makes sense. But. You got to diversify. <laughs> But the other stuff is still happening around you, regardless of what you pick your, for yourself, you know? Right. Like you said, people could just be there having a family vacation, but then a gang of bandits rolls into town. Yeah. So, I wouldn't take my kids there. No, absolutely but fucking I not. also don't have kids, so don't listen to me. Yeah, I don't get to tell people what to do with their kids. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she heads home, and while she was out there is when her dad finds that photo. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he does not cope well Mm-mm. with this. He does not compute. <laughs> Here goes the thing that feels really suspect to me, because how many times does he go deal with his cattle? And how often do you think he ever deviates from exactly where the fuck he stands mm-hmm. when he's going? Right. That shit had to be planted there for him to find. Like, it had to be. There's no way that's just there right. this entire time, and he never notices yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's clear that they run on some kind of loop. So mm-hmm. he probably goes and stands at the same spot every day, makes the same movement every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but today, there's a picture there. And, like, I'm wondering if it is planted, like, I suspect, if she means anything to him. Like, is that woman in the picture somebody? Oh. I don't know why that would even matter. It's just the disorientation of it being such a strange thing, you know? Right. Um, So, it could be, but it doesn't really have to be for this to work. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, he is just completely flipped out to the point that... He misses his cue the next morning. He misses his cue to go to bed, first of Mm -hmm, all. mm -hmm. Which, that actually raises a question that I didn't think of until just now. I assumed that they would go to bed and get wiped and prepared for the next day. And then they'd feel like they had woken up. Right. So you think they go someplace every night. Like they get gathered or whatever. Even or or that people are sent in after a certain hour, mm. okay. you know, to like clean up, like the shootout that we have. Mm-hmm. There's a whole crew that comes in after, yeah, and that's what I kind of expected them to do every night, just to make sure that you know if they need fresh clothes because things are covered in blood and dirt all the time. Right. That do you know how much that bothered me? Like watching this, that they have these guys pouring milk all over everybody. And how much of a disaster cleaning up milk is. (laughs) Like, just gross. And everything would kind of smell. Like, you'd have to really clean it. (laughs) And it just kept, like, as as somebody who worked in, like, theater and in the crew... I was just like, oh, that's such a nightmare. <laughs> and then so that kind of clothing, that doesn't clean easily. You just have to have your whole own, like, dry cleaning service in-house, basically. 
just that's the shit that I think of. Uh, <laughs> I can honestly say that never occurred to me. Because <laughs> that's the kind of thing I that I figured they're taking care shit. of every night. Like this, you know, I'm, I'm honestly, I think of that normally anyway, just with shows. Like if there's a scene in, um, in Penny Dreadful where the entire room is covered in blood and it's a, it's a ballroom and people are dancing and there's blood pouring down the walls and there's blood raining from the ceiling onto these dancers wearing period ball gowns and suits and jackets. And all I could think was how did they had to have done this in one take? You can't do this and redo it like without it just taking right. a week to reset <laughs> everything. And so, yeah, this is stuff that's on my mind all the time. <laughs> so that's what I, I figured that they would have, you know, it's like basically setting the stage up again mm-hmm. after you finish a play and him being out on the porch the whole time, apparently all night was mm-hmm. what she's like, did you just not go to bed? I figure is it proves that that isn't what's going on or else somebody would have noticed he wasn't in his bed. Right. right. Um, so now I'm just like, well, who cleans up then? What the hell? <laughs> um, um, maybe only, well, that's a good point because if he, devi- he's deviated off of his, whatever you want to call it, his loop or his script by not just mm-hmm. turning in for the night, you right. would think that that would trigger something. Right. Um, I mean, they knew when there was a um, a host active in the cold storage area. Mm-hmm. But maybe different scenes and different characters are monitored differently, or maybe that maybe it depends on if there's uh, guests nearby that could be in danger. Maybe. But you know, but for whatever reason, this goes completely unnoticed. It seems. Yeah. Um, hmm. and he shows her the picture. Yeah. And she just says in the same exact tone twice, that doesn't look like anything to me. Mm-hmm. And he is, doesn't answer her. He just like the first time he's like, have you ever seen anything like that before? And that's the part, the fact that he asked it that way. Right. It makes me go like, do you recognize it? Right. Like something yeah. And he says something um, like, where do you think she is? Or where do you think this place is? Or where is mm-hmm. she? Or something. Yeah. Um, but Dolores is not giving him anything. She don't see shit. <laughs> yeah. So, that's sort of the beginning of the end for him. Yeah. Like, that's <clears throat> just the thing that triggers him and pushes him right over the edge. Yeah. Because after that, it's just... jump. It's It's this... He basically has an existential crisis. It seems like it, yeah. What am I? Who am I? Who are you? Where are we? Where are we? <laughs> what is this? Yeah. And I'm just like, man, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, just don't think about it. <laughs> That's what all of us do. Just bury it and just don't Go think look about at it, cat buddy. gifts. Mm-hmm. That's the way I cope. <laughs> so we go to the scene you and I talked about earlier with Teresa and Sizemore. And he's just being gross and smarmy. And trying to make a move. Basically, he wants to be in charge. He thinks he is an ally that brings something to the table. She does not agree with that assessment. (laughs) It is brutal. Oh, man, that is satisfying. It was really satisfying. And I like (laughs) that, you know, she is... 
I love that it's a woman, first of all, in this mm-hmm. position. Um, she's kind of a hard ass. Yeah, she is. And she's, you know, no nonsense. And I like it. I like mm-hmm. I like her. Um, I just like her. I like that she just doesn't have time for anybody's <laughs> just, shit. And, uh, you know, I really like it. I no, like it. I just uh, like, I like it. I like her. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. um, I also... As as we've got that clear. You know, I mean, God, what else can I say? <laughs> I'm happy that it's a woman in the role, guys. That's where we are in this world. That I'm yeah. just like, can I get a woman, please? <laughs> yep. Oh my God! They should redo the "Can I get a whoop whoop" and have it be "Can I get a woman? <laughs> can I get a woman?" And then just like you know, just redo the whole rest of the rap to be about casting and like politics and like that. equal pay. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but she she tells Sizemore that there definitely is a plan. You just don't know it, and she mm-hmm. could be full of shit. I have a feeling. That because of the way that she's like, you're smart enough to know something, but you're not smart enough to know what Mm -hmm. makes me think that she doesn't know what it is either. Mm. That she's in the same spot as him and she's looking for somebody who does, who has at least like some educated guesses. And here comes this guy trying to act like anything and he has nothing. And she's like, well, the, what the fuck good are you to me? Right. I haven't got a clue either, right. so... I like that. You know. So she's just better at this than he is. Yeah, you don't let people know that you don't know. Mm-hmm. You just If you don't know, you just keep that shit to yourself. Right. You don't put it out there that you are going to be of help or anything until you're really sure that you're going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's he, just playing it much closer to I the I feel like there's some kind of card playing reference I should make here. About holding Nothing. holding your cards close to your chest, yeah. all kinds of like that. Is it close to the vest or close to the chest? I think it's vest because you I know, might, yeah, men would have been wearing vests as we see in the next scene when they're playing cards back in the day. Yeah. So that that sounds like that would be right. So it cuts to them in the a saloon, and the piano is playing "Black Hole Sun," and it's gorgeous i, I was love it like so much trying to place this song okay that's yeah, what it was yeah yeah oh, it's just thank god uh, and uh they're closing the shop for the night and the dealer gets uh accosted <laughs> kidnapped yep. assaulted roughed up <laughs> Um, I really feel bad for this guy. I mean, I know that, like, I know that there's, like, a combo of factors here where it's, like, you're supposed to feel sorry because you know that they're not human, but it doesn't matter because they seem human Mm -hmm. or whatever. But there's also something specifically about the way that they designed him that makes him look like he has been through shit enough already, you know? Yeah. He just has this look about him that, like, I'm lucky that I'm still alive. He looks very, um... Ragged and sort of uh, careworn. Yeah, that's the word that comes to mind for me. <laughs> and now <laughs> he's getting dragged off into some more shit. Um, and you know it's not going to go well. It's sure because ain't. of who he, who he's going with. You know, we already know that this guy is the man in black is 
uh, not a people person. <laughs> that doesn't really oh, work because they're not people. All over my monitor. That was not what I expected you to say. Oh my god! Just call Jeffrey Dahmer not a people person, except you know when he's hungry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. Oh shit. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. So I right. just did an outcast right there. <laughs> all right, 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 all right. Okay now ladies. <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> all right. So Okay, so we're getting towards the end of the episode here, I think. Mm-hmm. Are we? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. Because this is, I'm pretty sure, like, within the last ten minutes, because you see him, like, well, yeah, it, it jumps around again. Yeah, and we go, we see Bernard in the lab. He's still working with the guy from the, the manhunt. He's got mm-hmm. a picture of a little boy in his hand that he's kind of looking at, forlorn. Um, yeah, and he's like, oh, you're all brand new again, aren't you? I wish that was like that for the rest basically. of Basically. <laughs> and, and then, like, um, well, that sucks. They get... Looks like he lost his son or something. Yeah, I mean, that seems like a reasonable guess, right? Yeah. The way he's looking at the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets told that there's an incident. Yeah. And it is the guys that are supposed to go to the farm mm-hmm. and kill Dolores' family. Yeah. Um, but instead of being there, they are somewhere else. It's some mm-hmm. kind of eatery or something. It's not the saloon that we know, but it's something like that. Yeah. And they are just fucking shit up and pouring milk everywhere, which we all know now is driving you crazy. I can't take it. <laughs> um, Very upsetting. <laughs> like, you know, kill whoever you want, but the milk, that is <laughs> bridge too far, my friends. Um, you are perverse <laughs> <laughs> and there's this really disturbing thing which shouldn't be but he pours the, the milk directly in the mouth of somebody he's already killed and says you're mm-hmm. a growing boy a bunch of times yep it's just yep. weird <laughs> yeah that's one of i love that that's the po- spot that he pauses in mm-hmm. can you imagine just like you're at work and you have to walk up on this shit <laughs> You know, like, they're just like, hey, will you go take care of this? And you're like, I have to interrupt him in the middle of this weird yeah, this monologue. Like, like really? <laughs> just, this is so uncomfortable. This, really, this is like a really intimate moment. Really I should interrupt. So, the, this, I'm, not, I'm not a part of this. <laughs> I want to look away. <laughs> um, so, this is finally the last straw. We have yeah. to get everybody out. All the updates have to be pulled. Um, and it's not just that they weren't where they were supposed to be, but he's the one that's supposed to die. Mm-hmm. So yep. he tur- they turn on each other, but he's the one that's supposed to get killed by the other exactly. guy. So it's, and so this whole thing is way off. Yeah, yeah. Just like, they're in the wrong yeah. place. The, they turn, but the wrong one dies. The one who doesn't die seems a little kind of like... Yeah, y'all was y'all were gonna get me, but I got you instead. 
mm-hmm. which he shouldn't have that kind of emotion because uh, he's not human. Right. Um, and you know what? You know what I just thought of? What? Maybe this is why the thing with Dolores' dad goes unnoticed, that he's off script and sitting on a porch all night because they're dealing with oh, all this. this crazy shit happened. Maybe, yeah. Um. So, yeah, so Teresa's like, and Bernard is even still kind of hesitant. He's like, you know, yeah, they went off script, but they didn't hurt anybody, even though there I'm were visitors. Like, Bernard, you should be really freaked <laughs> the fuck out right now, buddy. What are you <clears> yeah, doing? Yeah, like, this is his code, you know, most of it. Yep. Um. But, yeah, he's like, no, no, it's fine. We can fix it. We can just, but, uh, Teresa's like, no, we're, no, mm-hmm. this is done. And yeah. he goes I mean, and talks to he, Ford. His, 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 like, rationale on this is that they didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, they killed the wrong host, mm-hmm. though. And, like, that is such an, a massive step off the trail that don't you think the next logical thing is that they kill the wrong person entirely? Like, I like mean, the wrong, the lo- wrong um, host, you mean? Like, they could just kill a person. Well, they, And maybe not even on purpose. They can't maybe kill they a person. But you don't know that, like, it's not, like... Well, you know what? It wouldn't necessarily be on, per- like, a purposeful killing. Like, they could accidentally do something that would kill somebody. That's true. Like, they... Knock something down onto somebody. That's right. Like, you know? yeah. Like, we know that the guns don't... The guns don't work, but we don't know... Like, what do you think yeah, about... There's just, like, an unstable bookshelf on some wall, and somebody gets trapped under that. Yeah. And they just you know, knock like, it over. <laughs> and it just takes, like, one wrong step. And if this whole thing went this far off... Yeah. And they're not supposed to even be able to stray but a little bit, then you can't predict what they're going to be knocking and bumping into and dangerous shits all over the right. place because of the way the set is. Like, people could just get hurt completely by accident mm-hmm. just out of, you know... It's just, mm nobody. Don't yeah, do and Bernard seems very reluctant, mm-hmm. um, which is... Um, I don't know, like, is he just doesn't want to think that his creatures could hurt anybody? Is it that kind of sentimentality or do you think? I feel like he's just curious what would happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think that he's more like, well, you know, if somebody gets hurt, that I mean, would be that terrible. Sucks, but, but I also just kind of want to know. What <laughs> it sure would be interesting to watch, though. <laughs> Right? Like, I feel like he's kind of on the side of the audience where he's just like, well, why don't we just see where this goes? (laughs) You know? Um, I feel like I'm coming at this, like, from a way more practical perspective than HBO probably. But this is just who I am, so forgive me, everyone. I'm over here like, well, are those bookshelves attached to the wall like the IKEA instructions stated? Are they properly mounted? (laughs) I don't want to be on the end of a lawsuit. I'd make I'd make a good like liability lawyer for them. <laughs> uh, Bernard would not. <laughs> I wish that you could see how when I said that, I literally sat back from the desk and wagged my finger in the air as if somebody. Oh could my see god! Me. Like I don't know why I do this. Nobody can see me. Uh. <laughs> Anyway. Oh, Jesus. So, uh, Bernard goes to talk to Ford, and he's, like, super embarrassed about having to tell him that your shit fucked everything up. Yeah, you know, he, he just doesn't want to have to say it. 
<laughs> and Bernard's like, I'm not Bernard Ford. It's like, just fucking, I know already. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not even 100% sorry. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, I think his attitude <clears throat> is basically like, well, we've kind of reached the best, the pinnacle of what we can do. Mm-hmm. And so now we just get to fuck around. Mm-hmm. He is, and, he's yeah. your fucking, I just want to see what would happen guy. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, once you get to a point that you can create people that are basically entire human beings, except for free will. Right. Why would you not try and create free will? Mm-hmm. Of course you would. Well, oh my God. How could you avoid wanting that? Yeah. Like, that's just the ultimate experiment. Every, You're God now. Every book that's ever been written about this type of subject, I don't think there's ever been a person who could resist it. Mm-mm. It's just what we would do. It's nope. who we are. Yeah. It's 100% who we are. They were so busy thinking whether or not they could that they didn't stop to oh think whether God. they could. Oh, my God. Is there anything that that doesn't apply to in the world? I mean, it's the best. That's why it's such a great quote is that it, like, applies to everything all the time. Um, so we have a pretty horrifying scene with the man in black and the dealer yeah. whose name is Kizzy. And yeah, now we get to some nitty-gritty what the fuck is happening here with this guy. Yeah. He tells us what's happening with him. What did you think about his um revelation? This is really really rough. Like it starts the scene starts off with a pan over three buckets of blood, mm-hmm. which I just right there, not happy about this. Mm-hmm. And then this poor guy has like his throat, like bound up with a bandana mm-hmm, because he slit his throat outside of the saloon. Right. So he's keeping him alive. He says three liters of blood is left. He made, he make measured it just enough to keep him like functional. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to get information from him. And I'm like, what does that even mean? What kind of information? All I can think is that he's going to be taking the chips out of their heads or something. And like I say chips, I don't know if that's what they have. I would imagine in order to function the way they do, it's got to be something way more complex than some simple like. Yeah, I would think. You know, like (laughs) he's got 30 gigs of RAM on this one. Like that doesn't seem right. Um so I figure when he says that, it's about the tech. But why does this guy need to be conscious for that? Like, he takes his scalp. Mm-hmm. And it has a logo on the inside of it that's, like, imprinted on it. And I'm like, is that a trophy? Or is that information? Well, Or is it both? Por que no los But he- I just don't really get how, why he needs to keep this guy like awake which is what he seems to need to do he says to him before he scalps him that um he's been playing the game for mm-hmm. for a long time and he thinks that there's more to it there's mm-hmm. a deeper level to the game and you're gonna you're gonna show me how to get to it yeah um i'm i mean 
honestly, it's almost like he's having like the crisis that the father's having, <laughs> except that I think he's inventing it. Mm, okay. Like the father is like picking up on something that isn't right and seeing there's something else going on here that I don't know about. And this guy is like, there's something else here. I know it. And maybe there's not. Right, right. But he's, um, it's almost like somebody like trying to find religion or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just because there, there has to be more, right? right. And, you know, I'm not going to say that there isn't because I feel like that too, constantly. There has to be more, right? Except that I don't actually believe it. Not really. Um, Not always anyway. Sometimes I do. I go back and forth a lot. One of the things that I regretted when I watched this the first time is that I wished that I was still a video game person. Because I feel like there would be a lot of things that would resonate Okay. Um, I haven't gamed in a long time, and when I did, I only played a very few games, but I played them pretty obsessively. Mm-hmm. And from what I, you know, I, there was, a, back then anyway, there was always, like, you know, like, Easter eggs that you would try to find in, right. you know, in games, and like, oh, you play the game this way, but if you, you know, if you tap left, right, up, down, you know, 28 times, this whole other thing opens, you know? Right, yeah. Um, and I wish that I was still doing that or had done it more because I feel like that that's part of what is happening with him. Okay. Um, so you, you think that he just got bored like that 30 years of playing this, he got bored and was like, there has to be more to this game than there is. Only just based on just what that one speech was. Right. Um, but that doesn't explain anything about why he's dragging this poor guy and right. keeping him alive. And And honestly, I would be thinking that he was implanting something to fuck with them. If it weren't for the fact that he walks away with that guy's skeleton. Right, right. You know, like, if, if because that could have been what he did when he dragged her to the bar. Mm-hmm. He's, like, done something to her brain or her chemistry or whatever, programming. Right. To make them, what, like? Awake, question, have memories, mm, just anything. Okay. But, like, if this, if he's leaving such clear evidence that he's doing something to them, then right. that's just defeating the purpose. Right. So I don't know. Well, when they had um, the, sh- the sheriff in the lab, they had sort of scalped him too. I mean, it wasn't as gruesome. That's true. So maybe, so, they, maybe there is like, something if they to find that. It, like maybe, because the whole thing is that they're allowed to do anything they want. And... Maybe they are prepared to let them scalp these yeah, right? hosts and replace the scalp. And that's and just, just part of the just, job. That's just another day deal. at the park. Some people yeah. are into that shit. We don't judge. Yeah, maybe that is all. Like, no, they won't look twice at that. I don't even know. Ugh, I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, this is just, and it really, we haven't touched on this at all. And I'm sure it will come up even more in later episodes. But just like. The question about whether letting people do something that's virtual is helping to give them an outlet for something really ugly that they'd be doing to people otherwise, Mm. or if it is enforcing their 
craving to the point that they then have to do it to a person because it's just not the same. Oh. And that's one of the, I don't know if you have, forgive me everybody, about to get a little dark here, but recently there have been some underage children sex dolls that have been. I was unaware of that. Yeah. Um, and people are really divided. Are they? As to. We're yeah, divided on there, this? There are most people who say this is a horrifying thing. What are you fucking doing? You are just encouraging this behavior. And then there are people, and most of them are in the like psychotherapy community, who say that people who are pedophiles have like a disorder Mm -hmm. and that this is a therapeutic tool that can be used to give them an outlet that isn't harming anybody. Hmm. I think that same argument was made for simulated child porn at one point too. This is the thing, right? Like it's, it's, it's a much more dramatic and upsetting version of the question. Does playing violent video games make you violent? Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a on that same wave. Well, it's, it's like, no, it's the opposite or the, or the back end of that. Be- right. It's kind of reversed. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, there are, there's like an infamous thing in the um, most recent Grand Theft Auto where you can get a blowjob from a hooker and then beat her to death. Oh, I played, game. that was in the old game. Well... That's the one that I heard about was in the newest one. Oh, they're still doing it. Because back when I was playing, the games I played were Tomb Raider, Metal Gear Solid, or all the Metal Gears, and I played Grand Theft Auto. And you would pick up a hooker, drive around the block, and either you could just have a hooker and pay her, or you could have a hooker and then beat the shit out of her, depending on what your mood was. Mm-hmm. And that's... For, for me, I'm like, and that's not like really... It's just like, why? Why put that in? In the game? Yeah. Well, people like beating hookers. That's what I'm saying. Right? And that's where we are. (laughs) That's where we're at. It's just like, why do that? Because people like it and it will sell. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that was part of the... Was it Grand Theft Auto or was it another game? Brendan started to play and there came a point where you have to torture somebody for information and really like it's a brutal scene that you cannot move forward in the narrative of the game without completing this mission and i think you hook the guy up to a car battery or something Mm, i only played up to like i think liberty city i didn't play any ones after that but it's very possible that that's part of that game that sounds about right he couldn't get past it he couldn't do it Mm. he just like he got kind of sick over it and stopped playing and was like, I just can't fuck it. He's like, if they had made a version where I could play around this, then fine. But I have to get through this. And it's re- he's just like, I just can't. And he quit and never played it again. Wow. And he was really bummed about it, you know. But there, if you're somebody like him or like me, there, there's a point where it's just no fun. Right. Why do it, you know? Yeah, I don't. The, the idea, well, yeah, I mean, the, the sex doll thing, that's a whole other fucking conversation. I don't even know what it's to a, do with that. And it's the kind of thing where I'm like, my instinct is to be like, this is fucking horrifying. And then when I read the arguments from people who study this disorder and they have 
compelling cases and I'm like, well, maybe I just don't know what I'm talking about. It's possible I just don't know what I'm talking about. But it's just my instinct is immediate revulsion and horror. My instinct is that compulsions like that are compulsions for reasons and they tend to escalate. And it might be a band-aid, but eventually that person is not, is going to need a real little girl or boy. They're not going to be happy. And that's what most people seem to think. Yeah. Is that that's just, it's serving as a a band-aid and it will just, the urge will grow with time. Right. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know about all that. Yeah. Um, okay. So, we get to sort of the climax of this episode, um... Dolores has come out in the morning. Her dad is still there, glitching even worse. She rushes into town to get a doctor. And the narrative has been moved up so that the bandits who were being hunted in the hills are going to come into town early. And this is what they're going to do to do, like, uh, get as many bodies out of the park that they need to, all the updates. And the scene, I think, is fantastic. It's okay. First of all, this main bad guy here, which I really enjoy the girls coming in who are like, oh, perfect's boring. I want the bad right. boy. <laughs> um, this guy is oh, shit. stunning. Yes, he is. Good God. Yes, and I've is. seen him in stuff, but he didn't quite do it for me in that. <laughs> um, he was the enigmatic head designer Carl in, uh, what's that movie with... Uh, Hugh Grant and the one, the Christmas girl. Movie. Oh, love actually. That's the one. Yeah. 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 He's in that. Um, and you get to see him in his undies and it's pretty nice. That sounds all right. But in this, he's much more oh my like, God, he's so fucking you know, in this. It's yeah. 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 So, so yeah, they come in, they have a pretty well oiled machine there's a the blonde who's just taking out people like she's a duck shoot. She is a machine. Yeah, that's Artemis. What? She's ah. Yeah, it's the best. It's so good. She's amazing. <laughs> she's amazing. It's. So I good. love. I love so much about what they've done with her, just in terms of the show itself, where they didn't try to make her into this like sex pot mm-hmm. sharpshooter. You know, she's just like looks like an ordinary woman, right? Who's dressed very practically mm-hmm. and is just really fucking good at what she does. Thank you for that. Yeah, I appreciate I it. I loved it. Um, and they go in. Maeve is just like, all these fucking banks. Yep. Why? She's so annoyed. <laughs> She's so annoyed. Yep. This is just rude, guys. Okay? <laughs> if you want to murder and steal, fine. But, like, be considerate about it. And, um, it, you know, they do the thing, they go in to get the safe, he has a shot, talks to Maeve, and, um, right before the scene starts, when we're at, like, the command center, Sizemore is like, you know, I got it all worked out, I had to stay up all night to do it, because he's that guy, and he's like, we, I gave, um, I think the guy's name is Hector, the bandit, I gave him this great monologue. <laughs> So the heist goes. The poor guy. The heist happens. They get the safe. Hector starts to talk, and your fucking goober guy shoots him in the neck before he can oh give his God. speech. Ruins everything. <laughs> Harold. 
I don't know that his name is Harold. It but he should seems be. Like a Harold. It should totally be Harold. <laughs> Harold. God damn it, Harold. Every time. Oh my god. You know who he reminds me of a little bit until he got better? He reminds me of Donnie from Orphan Black. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what he makes me think of. Just like oh my god, that guy. That's very accurate. <laughs> yeah, Donnie, the one that oh, oh, Owen and I just did nothing but give him shit for the first like two seasons. Mm-hmm. And then we started to be like, hey, Donnie, what's up? Yeah. He grew to be kind of Right, fun. right. By like the end of the second season, I guess it is. Whenever the thing yeah. happens. You know the thing. <laughs> oh, I know the thing. <laughs> then you're like... The thing that both of us went, whoa, <laughs> what just happened? Yeah. Guys, watch Orphan Black right. and tell Then me. you're like, oh, okay, Donnie, I see you. <laughs> yep. Um, and again, I have to, I'm going to say it a lot because it's just so great consistently through this first season. The music, the songs they pick and the way uh, he arranges them and plays them, it's um, painted black and it's... Uh, it's so fucking good. It just fits yeah. so well with the scene, like the it the really chaos does. of it, yep. and it kind of you know kind of ramps up a little bit. Uh, it's a thing of beauty. Yep. Agreed. Um. So, can we go to the scene with the dad now? Yeah, yeah, because that's pretty much what happens. Um, Dolores is in town. You know she shouldn't be. But she is, because mm-hmm. she goes for the doctor. Teddy gets fucking shot. Because <laughs> that's all Teddy uh, does. He's, like, the best at getting <laughs> shot. If you need a guy to get shot, Teddy's your man. Uh, um, uh, and, yeah, so then we end up in the lab. And the scene with yeah, the and Yeah, because she, she's, like, freaking out in the town. And they send her to sleep in the moment that she's just seen him die. Oh, right, right. At, and pick her up and take her out of there, too. That's right. That's right, um, because she's not supposed to be a part of this at all, but she gets grabbed because she's freaking out. You gotta fix your mic again, girl. Oh, sorry. Hey, okay. You there? Yep, can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Just so It starts to be so that I can only hear, like, the middle of each of your words and the beginning and end gets lost. Sorry about that. Okay. Um. Okay. So, the dad's name is, what is it again uh, just in, the, in this version? Mr. Abernathy. Abernathy, right. What a great name yeah. Abernathy is. I love that one. That's the name um, of the guy who uh, was on the patio or the balcony when Martin Luther King, Martin Luther King got killed. His name was, really? his name was Abernathy. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I don't like this that much. Jeez. Sorry, um, it's the only other ruined the name for it's me. It's the only other Abernathy I know. I really love the name Adolf. <laughs> I just uh, really just has, he's, has no. He's not the guy me. who shot him. He's the I know, oh. but that's just you know. I'm just making a comparison oh. to just the uh, picking something that you don't think of as having this like meaning oh. <laughs> or a connotation, and you're just like horrified. Um. So he starts off with his existential, mm-hmm. what is this, we are, does he say we are fools, something like this? Yeah. I think they say he's quoting Shakespeare, he, but yes. I don't know enough Shakespeare Yes, that know. is correct. And our buddy Ford sits down and is like, hey, why don't you access some old stuff and just like kind of, you know, be cool for a second. Mm-hmm. 
And he's like, all right, let me access some old shit. Uh, I'm Mr. Abernathy. I like my cattle. Mm-hmm. I like my wife. I like my... D- mm-hmm. uh, 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 I have to warn her. Oh, my God, the shit that they do to her. And I'm like, oh, my God. How does he even know about that? Right. Because he's dead by the time that shit starts happening, well, it, apparently. Right. So, what? <laughs> I just also can we talk about all right that I'm getting I'm going too many directions yep. hold on <laughs> so but he somehow like knows about that and is it the milk Rashawn does that do something do you see how fucking paranoid <laughs> um and and once they realize okay hey this isn't working either he says to access something even older mm-hmm. right. And that change is the most, there are like some moments that just raise the hair on your arms when you're watching television. Right. And the way that he looks at him mm-hmm. and smiles in this humorless smile that's like a shark. Right. And is like, oh, I wanted to meet my creator. And I am going to do some shit to you that you will not believe. <laughs> Basically, like the equivalent of like, they will talk of it in whispers for a thousand Pretty years, much. You know, and Ford manages to explain this alarming display away mm-hmm. by saying that it's from an old build where he was like the leader of a cannibal cult. Yep. Like, first of all, why is that a thing you created? Right. (laughs) But okay. (laughs) And he seems weirdly unconcerned Mm -hmm. that he can access that that easily. Right. Like, I'm just feeling like he's trolling everybody. Yeah. You know, like, it feels like fucking Ford is out here a, a bored old man trolling everybody. You know what? That is feeling like God, isn't it? Mm, girl. What? <laughs> ah, I just said a thing. <laughs> is God just an old, bored old, old man who's just bored? Let's see what happens if I kill her whole family. That'll be... Yeah, let's just see. Fun. Let's see what happens if I just, you know... What if I just... Open the floodgates of trauma. What if I just let this motherfucker become president? Let's see what happens. Oh, God. (laughs) What if I just messed with her brain chemistry so she could never be truly happy? How about that? Let's do that. Oh, neat. Look, she's miserable. Huh. (laughs) She has anxiety. Interesting. What if I gave her money problems? (laughs) What'd that do? Oh, oh, the the anxiety goes up. Mm. I didn't expect that. Pe- this is fascinating. Peculiar. <laughs> Guys, are we real? Oh, what is this? <laughs> Where are we? Damn you, Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> Shakes fist angrily at the sky. <laughs> um... <sighs> Oh, you know what else I like, too? They're also interviewing Dolores in the other room that Stubbs guy is. Yeah. And she is freaking out. 
And he's just yeah. like, no affect. <laughs> Yo. And then she just like is, g- delivers the information straight. And he has to be like, also no cut the accent. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, good God. Yeah, yeah it's something, right? And he's like, hey, stop being so dramatic and hysterical. Basically. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you, douche. <laughs> I just got so irritated. Oh, man, it's so good. It's so good. So there was, um, when he does the freak out, Abernathy, when he freaks out on the porch, he tells Dolores, um, hell is empty and all the devils are here. Mm-hmm. And then after his talk with Ford here in the lab and we go back to Dolores, they ask her, what did he whisper? What did Abernathy whisper in your ear? And she says, uh, these violent delights or these violent delights have violent ends. Is that right? That sounds right. Yeah. So the, the, um, those are both quotes from Shakespeare. Okay. I don't know from what works, but they're both quotes. So he's trying to warn her with the language he has available to him. That seems because he, because even Ford admits that he's not, he says it's like a mishmash of different mm-hmm. things that have been programmed into him, but he shouldn't be able to use them that way. That right. should not when he's like in his other right. Role, that should be ostensibly very concerning, almost yeah. alarming. Mm-hmm. One would think. <laughs> Nobody seems as alarmed by things as right? I do. When he grips up Ford, when he's giving him the speech yeah. about you know I'll do things to you. And everybody mm-hmm. runs to grab him. But he's not supposed to be able to hurt anybody. So why are y'all so scared? I think he wasn't supposed to be able to move. Mm-hmm. Because he's like really agitated initially and like kind of moving his arms a little bit, but he isn't standing up and he's not like moving around. Mm-hmm. And so I really think that's what it is, is that he's not even right. be able supposed to be able to stand unless they give him instruction to stand and here he is just doing whatever the fuck exactly because when they grip him back and put him back down he stays exactly how they put him you know it's Mm -hmm. not like he relaxes back into the chair Mm -hmm. and there's uh bernard just reading off his little pat tablet bernard are you and fucking ford in on this together buddy like what is this like, I almost feel like Ford's just fucking with everybody, trolling. And Bernard's just like, well, all right. Like, I wasn't part of this plan, and I wasn't, like, I didn't, like, sign off on mm-hmm. it, but I'm pretty much fine with this. Well, he does. Sure, let's do he this. He does seem very um, deferential to Ford. You know, mm-hmm. definitely a respect, maybe, like, a mentor relationship. Definitely respects yeah. his ability and the fact that he's the one that built all this. Um. You know how that can be too. It's hard to uh, contradict or confront someone that you respect oh, like yeah. that. You know. Yeah, it's it's not even the 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 thing is I'm not getting a vibe that he wants to confront him. I'm getting a a very I'm distracted by what's happening mm. and so interested and engrossed in this right. that I'm not even thinking to be like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. You know. His face the whole time is, this is fascinating. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like, you you know, you see something disgusting, but 
but also it's like you can't look away from it because you're like, but what is it? You know? Right. Wow. Um, so, yeah. And then they ask her while this whole thing is going on if she's ever lied to them. Mm-hmm. And she says no in this way that makes me feel like she has. No, of course but not. There's something about how it's impossible to tell if the voice that she uses is always the voice that she uses or if there is an inflection that I'm detecting or am I reading into it or what. Right. And I like that the guy questioning her seems to be having the reaction that I'm having where he's – it feels like he's side-eyeing her. Well, but he also doesn't really know what else to do here. He says something, though. He says, oh, you don't have to worry about her. That's when he tells us that she's, you know, the original. Right. Um, what does – I think I think the assistant says – that's when the assistant says something like, how many times do you think – let me see. Um, oh, before, right before that, too, he asks, would you ever hurt another living thing? And she says, no, right. of course right. not. And, um, um, yeah, that's when, that's when he says that she's the oldest one in the park. Mm-hmm. And uh, calls her, like, old girl or something, like, kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. But he, I mean... You said it feels like he doesn't trust that she's telling the truth? Not exactly that he doesn't trust it. So much as when she says, no, of course not, he doesn't really look satisfied Mm, by that. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's more us as, as human beings that are used to people being kind of sarcastic when asked obvious questions that there is no other right answer to other than no, of course not. Right. When somebody says no, of course not that you're like, okay, well of course you're going to say that. And so our reaction to somebody giving us exactly what we want is suspicion because we're people and we are going to distrust anything that is exactly what we want. But he is trying to keep in mind she's a robot trained to give me exactly what mm-hmm, I want. Mm-hmm. So I need to be satisfied right. with that, but I am not right. somehow. And you know, for his job, that seems right. You know, mm-hmm. he's security. He's supposed to, because there's a whole thing earlier in the episode when they're going down to cold storage and he has a gun and Bernard is like, what are you doing? Right. And he says something like, um, do you have kids? If you had kids, you would know that all children rebel eventually. Oh, right. right. So he's all yeah, he's already ready for the fucking war. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's coming, you know, he's going to be the one who's the least surprised. Ugh. Um, And then it just resets and it's a new day. And um, Dolores comes downstairs, says good morning to her father. It is a different guy. <laughs> I love that. And we, I was waiting for it. I was like, who'd they put there? And we see them walk um, Abernathy and the Milk Bandit into the cold storage. Mm-hmm. And that's the episode. No. No, no it's, it's not. not. No, because, first of all, she walks out and it's a different guy. And he doesn't say the same line that her dad had been saying. He says, are you going to go out there and paint your pictures? 
And she seems to like look a little weird after he oh, says that's that. Right. Like she knows that's not exactly right. You're right. That's right. And then there's, the there's fly, a fly lands on her neck. And she kills it. Yep, that's right. I forgot about that part. I can't believe I forgot she that. She just said that she wouldn't hurt a living thing, and then she just killed the fly. That's a huge thing that I almost forgot. Yeah, you just walked right up over that I'm shit. so glad you remembered it. I'm so... Like, that is what I'm talking about when I say really elegant storytelling. That they set up this whole thing with this fly being on their faces all the damn time. <laughs> Whether they're shut down or not, they don't touch it. They don't wave them away. They don't do anything. And it's just built in. They Not about can't hurt human beings. Not about can't hurt mm-hmm. vertebrate animals. It's just if it's alive, mm-hmm. no. Bad. Don't. And that they show that for... Three quarters of the episode before they even tell us yep. that in that yep. scene where she's being interviewed is my favorite thing. But then they do make sure to tell us so that we know for sure why. And then they have her do it right again <laughs> so that we know something is still wrong. Ah, it's beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I love I'm it. so excited. <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah, so this was like definitely an, an episode that I ended it and I was like, oh God, that was really hard to watch. I really need to see what happened. <laughs> and, uh, and I think Owen's home, so I can't watch the next one tonight. Did he watch it with you? Um, no, he didn't watch the first one. So I definitely don't want to go up into the second one without him knowing what he's getting. Oh, into okay. Here. I see what you're saying. Um, but yeah, that was just, I, I don't feel like they're are times where I want to go into something without knowing absolutely anything about it. And I was a little worried that knowing some of what I knew might take away from this, but I don't feel like it did. At yeah. All. And, and a lot of what you knew, they gave us right away. Right. Exactly. So. Exactly. I'm so excited that you liked it. Yay. Um, yeah, I feel like there was something else that I wanted to mention that, I started to go down that road with her when we were talking about her father and the way that they can talk. Oh, 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 I know what it was. Why the fuck is it in the script that her entire family gets murdered? Listen. What the fuck is that? What kind of sadistic shit? There isn't even anybody there. Like, there's not guests up in that area. But every night she gets to come home to that. That's fucking that's messed what up. What do you think just, about that? I don't know what to think about that. All I can do is imagine that they're trying to set her up to like be on a vengeance streak or like for another part of the story, but it doesn't seem like she'd be in a great position for that uh, based on how things seem to be set up when she first shows up or that they want like the whole town to be like outraged and in revolt because of it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, but it's just like, this is how the story is meant to go, regardless of anything else. That's always going to be what happens, which is incredibly messed yeah. up. Like, I just don't even know why, why, mm-hmm. you know, why? And none of the answers to the why, like, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, I've covered most of what they could do <laughs> and then they are not sufficient. <laughs> I want to clear up that the quote is, these violent delights have violent ends. 
Oh, okay. So there's that. That works. <laughs> that works. It's almost like that means something. Almost. In this <laughs> huh. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's everything. Yeah. Are you ready to wrap up? Do you have anything else you want to add? No, I just can't wait to get to the next one. Whoop. I can't believe All I right. forgot about her smacking the fly. Like, oh my God. I can't believe you did either. I don't even know. I've got no excuse, guys. I've been waiting to get to it. <laughs> With breath that is baited. <gasps> baited breath, um, you say? <laughs> Isn't that a weird turn of it phrase? It really is. Like, it's just such a, like, what does that even mean? Like, my breath is baited to what? Draw you in? <laughs> like you're a fish? Is my breath the bait? Or has my breath been baited and if it has been baited what has it been baited by <laughs> what is it that i've lost my breath because it was baited and went out to something <laughs> like a this shocking thing was the wiggling silver i bait don't know where you're going with that went out to it because i was so shocked I, is that what it's supposed i am um, it it's it's clearly it's holding your breath right is what it means. So why is it bait? How does holding it mean bait? I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> but baited breath, I think, means like... <laughs> I don't know. Stop asking me questions. I feel like you're glitching like the robot. I asked you a question I'm not supposed to ask. And you're just like, I don't... I, I, it doesn't look I, like I, anything I to me. Know. Okay. Baited breath. I hate you so much. I'm sorry, but it just is a first weird search. thing. We are not the first people to ask. Oh, it's a form of a bait, which oh. means to diminish, beat down, or reduce. Okay. So yes, it just means holding your breath. I'm with huh. a baited breath. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's spelled that way: mm-hmm. B A T E mm-hmm. instead of B A I T E D, which I. Be, the people who spell baited B-A-I-T-E-D for that drive me nuts, as do people who are like, I'm a little leery about it, but they write weary. I'm a little weary about this. That's not, that's that's, not what you that's mean. Not, you mean. That's not right. <laughs> I see that in on professional they, websites. You know why it gets confusing? Because there's also the word wary. Yes, which, that, I think you're right. Which they get leery and wary and weary all fucked up in their head. Conflated. Yeah, it's a conflated. See, I didn't glitch that time. <laughs> <laughs> you passed the test for today. I'll let you walk out of the circulation. <laughs> all right, everybody. This well, you know where to find us. Yeah, I think, it was. Sorry, I think they everyone. might all be long, too. I'm sorry, guys. That's what she said. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Facebook.com slash unspoiled pod, Twitter at unspoiled show, Instagram at unspoiled podcast. And uh, yeah, like us, subscribe to us, leave us reviews, love us forever and ever, and hold us in your hearts with bated breath. <laughs> with breath that is bated. And we will see you next week with a new episode. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Bye, guys.
Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.